Hey everyone, and welcome to the Uncorked Corner podcast, where we cover the full spread of food and beverage industry topics. My name is Bianca, PR and marketing professional by day and food and wine connoisseur by night. And my name is Nick, an accountant with a passion for barbecue, beer, and whiskey. Today we welcome Graham Hamlet. Graham is the lead distiller at Three of Strong Spirits in Portland, Maine. In today's episode, Graham tells us about the story of Three of Strong and his background in all things alcohol. Keep listening for some fantastic rum cocktail ideas and to hear more about how Maine's local flavor trickles into the rums of Three of Strong Spirits. Now sit back, pour a glass, and unwind as we dig into the tropical spirit that is rum. Uh, welcome to the podcast. This is Graham from Three of Strong Spirits. We're going to start by having you introduce yourself, go through your background in distilling, and tell us about how you got with Three of Strong Spirits. Hey, sounds good. Uh, yeah, like you said, my name is Graham Hamblett. I've uh, been distilling now for, geez, probably close to 20 years. Kind of one of those uh, oddball occurrences of not really knowing what I wanted to do with my life. So, the universe gave me a, an opportunity to get into it. Uh, and that was uh, as I was finishing up school at UNH. I was born and raised in New Hampshire and uh, went to school there and for horticulture. And it just so happened there was a, a vineyard winery down the street that was looking for some seasonal help. Uh, so I went on board with them just working in the vineyard. Uh, that snowballed into winemaking, which then eventually led to distilling. Uh, so I kind of had uh, jumped in the biz very early on in the kind of the micro distilling boom uh, and was able to learn pretty much everything I, I you know, the basics there. Um, and that took about 15 years after uh, that good chunk of time. I ended up landing a job down at Dogfish Head uh, down in Delaware. They're generally known for, for beer, but they were... Uh, distilling for a long time, but they were looking to ramp up their distilling program. So I went down to help out with that. Uh, but being from New Hampshire in the Northeast, I, uh, my wife and I had an itching to get back to, to friends and family. And it just so happened that Sam and Dave, the founders here of Three of Strong Spirit, uh, were looking for somebody. So it was just a, a match made in heaven of sorts. So I came on with them and that was uh, just over a year ago. What's the significance behind the name of Three of Strong? Is there yeah. something that you had in mind when you started the, the distillery? Uh, that's the, uh, the million dollar question we get all the time. It's, uh, it's a, an old line from a, an old rum punch adage. Uh, and the whole kind of poem, so to speak, goes uh, one of sour, two of sweet, three of strong, four of weak. So if you mix uh, ingredients of those... Uh, in proportions, three of strong being the rum, you end up making a, a tasty rum punch. So awesome. Kind of yeah, so you know, New England and Portland, Maine, where we are, uh, has a pretty good history of, of distilling and rum in particular. So it was kind of a kind of an homage to the old days of uh, the rum punch. Yeah, what were the first ones that you guys produced out there? Um, the first ones we produced 100% was um, our Brightwater rum, which is a silver rum. Um, but at the same time, since we were, uh, you know, we got our license to open up our tasting room at the same time we got our license to produce, we didn't have any aged 
spirits. Uh, so uh, Sam and Dave uh, were able to identify a really uh, cool uh, small family distillery down in Columbia that uh, had some really cool rums to offer that we brought in to have an aged offering from uh, at the beginning. So uh, some Colombian rum. So we brought on a five-year aged Colombian rum and a 12-year aged. Uh, the 12-year aged is, is so good that we didn't want to do anything to it besides kind of just proof it down and, and pretty much just filter it and bottle it. Uh, the five-year we wanted to kind of use that as the bridge between our spirits that we were making and the aged offerings until we got ours uh, ready to go. So the we took our bright water, which is the silver rum, which is the first spirit that we made here in house, uh, and then blended that 50-50 with the stone pier or the uh, the five-year age to create our stone pier rum. Uh, so it's sort of a you know, I guess you could generically use it sort of a gold rum, but it's a, a tasty spirit that really does combine the, the best of both worlds uh, in a young and a aged rum. Yeah, we tried a couple. We've, we've really enjoyed getting the taste of them and kind of learning more about you guys just based on the flavor alone. But when, so for those who are listening who haven't tried the spirits yet, when were you founded? Like what year were you founded and kind of what was the story behind that? Uh, the story was that uh, Sam and Dave, I think, had too many drinks one night and got the, the crazy idea to open up a rum distillery. They were both uh, big <laughs> fans and uh, up in the area, there's a lot of breweries and, you know, a lot of distilleries up this way, but nobody really focusing on rum. Uh, so that was sort of the, uh, the inspiration to kind of just do the rum thing and really just make what you like is, you know, no matter what, you're going to enjoy it. Um, so they got their start and they, you know, went through the whole legal mumbo jumbo of licensing and finding a spot. And um, I came on, you know, halfway through the, the build out phase to kind of do some of the more, you know, production side of stuff and lay out those things. Uh, so we finally opened our doors officially. It was July 1st of 2019 is when we got the license to actually produce. And that's pretty much the same day I started producing. Um, so we had our official grand opening in August of last year. So that's uh, coming up upon us real quick, actually. Nice, exciting. that's exciting. So yeah. I've been down to the distillery myself. I got to try a couple of cocktails. Me and my girlfriend went down. They had the, uh, the vegan food truck was there. This is a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so we got to experience that and do the outdoor dining and everything in the parking lot. Uh, can you walk us through, for people that haven't been there, kind of what you can expect to find at the distillery, what you can get? Yeah, so, um, you know, as, as you picked up, we're a rum distillery. So um, right now, given the state of affairs of the world, uh, we are limited to doing outdoor seating at the moment, but we have some nice tables and uh, the, the city was really nice enough to allow us to expand into the parking lot. So there's plenty of elbow room for everybody to sit comfortably. Uh, but, you, you know, we have, uh, you know, six different offerings, offerings of rums, different styles, uh, a really cool cocktail program. So we have some small bites to eat, but we're really uh, excited to give you not only just, you know, flights if you want to try the spirits neat, but a real vast array of uh, flavored cocktails and just different, um, you know, we're doing a, like a rum old fashioned. So we're taking kind of traditional cocktails and putting a rum twist on them. So a lot of uh, new things and it's constantly changing. So every time you come, you'll probably get to experience something a little different. 
That's great. I, I didn't get to come up there yet, but I hope that I do. I'm, I'm here in Mass and Nick's in Maine, so he had a, he had the upper hand on me this time around. Yeah, right. <laughs> so what do you have for the cocktail kits? He told me a lot of good things and uh, they sound great. I'd love to hear more about those and kind of how those have been innovative and what you're doing. Yeah, so um, it was one of those things, uh, again, with the, the times kind of changing, we were able to kind of shift direction and a lot of people still wanted the cocktails that we were making. So we were able to take the recipes and put them in, in bottles so people could come by and get curbside service for a bottle of rum and then the mixers to go along with it. So, uh, you know, we have like the daiquiri mix, uh, we have kind of our, our stormy night, which is our take on the, uh, dark and stormy, uh, um, mixer. So everything you can get right here at one stop shopping, Carajillo, which is kind of like a coffee cocktail. Uh, again, and those are things that were kind of constantly changing. So um, every time you come, you can probably expect something a little different. Um, we're doing like the old fashioned mix that I had mentioned. So we're using the, uh, we recommend the Parchando, the aged one for that. Uh, but yeah, we generally have about six or seven different styles of cocktails, uh, cocktail kits uh, available to purchase to go and you can enjoy at your home. Yeah, when I was down there, I got to try the Parchando Old Fashioned. I'm a whiskey guy, so that was uh, definitely my go-to when I saw it. And yep. my girlfriend ordered the Brightwater Daiquiri, so I got to try that one as well. Uh, do you have a bestseller of those cocktail kits? Uh, the Daiquiri is a, a solid seller. Uh, the Rum Punch is, is another one that's a, a good volume. Uh, and then the Old Fashioned, I think, you know, we're, we're trying to, reel in some of the whiskey drinkers as well kind of like you to to experience rum that it's not all just sugary sweet and kind of artificial tasting you can have a nice just dry aged rum that works in virtually any whiskey cocktail as well so uh that one i think has opened eyes to a lot of people i'm not much of a whiskey whiskey girl myself i love rums and i think especially in mixed drinks so i can imagine the cocktail kits are a hit what are the rums that you have right now in your selection? Uh, right now we have our Brightwater rum. Uh, that Again, that was sort of our inaugural spirit that we made 100% in-house here. And that is made from a base of um, evaporated cane juice or kind of sugar in the raw, so granulated. Uh, and a little bit of molasses in the fermentation mix with that. So it's a, a nice sort of you know, it's a dry rum. It still has some nice floral uh, sort of earthy notes, but that molasses that's mixed in there uh, gives it a nice sort of uh, dark fruit flavors and that kind of traditional rum flavor. Uh, then we have our Stone Pier rum, which is that one I was talking to earlier. It's a blend of the bright water and that five-year aged Colombian, uh, you know, best of both worlds kind of thing. Probably our more versatile rum that we offer because it does, it can go into a place of an aged rum, as well as kind of a silver rum. Uh, the Parchando 12, which is uh, the 12 year Colombian rum. Um, we have a dark rum, our night water, which is a blend of our bright water rum, again, mixed uh, with some of our aged rum that we already have been aging since pretty much day one. Uh, and then we sweeten that just a little bit with a little bit of molasses to kind of deepen the color and enrich the flavor. And then our Merry Meter and Spice Drum, which is a very unique spice drum in the world of spice drums. It kind of breaks the boundaries of the stereotypical 
vanilla cinnamon sugar bomb. Uh, it's got a real uh, vast array of uh, ingredients in there to make it quite dynamic. Uh, and then our latest offering is our Acadian rum, which we're excited to uh, release. Uh, and that is an agricole inspired rum. We were actually able to work with uh, a company that's sourcing cane juice from Louisiana farmers. Uh, and they found a way to stabilize cane juice uh, and freeze it before it goes bad. So it's sort of in a, an agricole style we don't want to call it an agricole because we're not on the uh, Martinique Island, but it is a raw cane juice, which is really hard to, to get uh, shipped somewhere, especially up way up here in Maine. And it's a style of rum that's usually reserved for uh, distilleries within like 50 miles of a cane field because when you harvest cane juice uh, or harvest cane, the juice spoils quite quickly. So if you can't process it, within you know less than 24 hours, you're not gonna be able to be successful at it. So uh, we're excited to have that as a, a new offering in our lineup of something that's really unique for this area. And you talked a little bit there about where you source some of those ingredients. I noticed you have some Sebago Lake water, some yeah. local stuff that you use in, uh, when you make your rums. How does that really affect the flavor of yours and really make it unique to the area that we're in? Yeah, water is yeah, a critical part of all spirits. And uh, I guess to to kind of explain it simply is when you have a bottle that's 80% alcohol or 40% uh, alcohol, 80 proof, uh, that's 40% alcohol and that's 60% water. So you have to have some really good water because uh, that is going to affect the flavor. So we're lucky that, you know, our the city of Portland gets a lot of their water from Sebago. So it's a nice uh, balanced and clean water. It's, you know, we were, when we first uh, started building, we thought we were going to have to put in some water treatment system and reverse osmosis and we got the water analyzed and it was practically perfect for what we needed, uh, both for uh, fermentation side and for proofing down the spirits from uh, still strength at the high proof. Uh, so it's a, we, we lucked out on that one. <laughs> cool. And now, of all the rums that you have, do you have any special or limited editions coming out soon? And of those, can you tell us a little bit about the working title collection? Yeah, so the working title was sort of uh, the, the playground for us of uh, cool innovations and just kind of testing uh, the reception and uh, kind of just overall R&D area. So the Acadian rum started off, that was our first working title, uh, volume one, when we did, we, you know, wanted to get some of that cane juice up from Louisiana and weren't sure how it was going to jive with our system. So uh, we did a small batch of that and it was very well received. So that gave us kind of the, the proof of concept to move forward and move on with the Acadian rum. So we got some other things up our sleeves. Uh, I'm working on a, a gin right now that'll be coming out hopefully uh, another couple months. You know, we just recently got some of the uh, formula approval and things like that. So now it's a process of scaling up the recipe on the big still. 
so you can expect that, but it's going to be, again, a, a unique gin in that we're using our rum as a base as opposed to a vodka or a neutral spirit, which is a lot of gins are based off of. So uh, it's been a little bit of a challenge trying to get that, you know, your traditional gin flavors to, to kind of meld and jive with those kind of slightly sweeter rummy notes that are inherently built into our rums. Nice. That's something that I'm going to have to come down and give it a shot once it's out. Uh, so you talked a bit about the distilling process and kind of trying those out. Can you walk us through how, what goes into selecting your ingredients and how you decide what the rum's going to end up being with the final product? So whether, you know, you're going to age it long term, you know, just walk us through the entire process, I guess, from step one. Sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, when we first got going, you know, being a, a new distillery, you kind of have to have that, that youthful, unaged offering. So that's where the Brightwater came in. Uh, and collectively, we all kind of liked the, uh, the style of an agricole, where um, this was way before we even thought we'd get our hands on some fresh uh, raw cane juice. So to kind of emulate those flavors, we decided to use the evaporated cane juice, uh, you know, the, the sugar in the raw stuff. So you're trying to retain a lot of those natural flavors of the, the, the raw cane, but in a granulated form that's a little more shelf stable. Um, and then the trials that I was doing with that, they were all really good. But, you know, I kept messing around with it and found that putting a little bit of the molasses in there uh, really helped, you know, create a nice healthy fermentation because it added some micronutrients and balanced the pH for the yeast during the fermentation part of it. Uh, but it also ultimately ended up really creating a nice, uh, uh, real more, a, a more dynamic flavor tasting rum in that you got the, the kind of the earthy grassy notes from the, uh, the evaporated cane juice and the, uh, those kind of dark fruit flavors from the molasses. Uh, so once we found that kind of combination, we just ran with that and it really worked well. Uh, but we are putting up a lot of rum in oak barrels to start our aging process. Um, and for that, I chose just 100% straight molasses for that. So we're using uh, the fancy grade, the high grade molasses, uh, both the molasses and the, uh, the evaporated cane juice are organic because that was something that was, uh, we held close to our hearts of trying to be a little more environmentally responsible in that regard. Uh, but the age stuff is going to be 100% molasses. That just gives you a little bit more of a, a richer sort of meatier rum to age with. And it'll play better with the, the oak flavor as it imparts uh, as it ages. Um, and then things like the, the merry meeting, that was uh, a fun one for me because, you know, the ingredient list in that, uh, just to name off a couple, you know, you still have your vanilla, uh, your ginger, your orange peel, your cinnamon in there because it is a spiced rum. So you still need to kind of play in that, that arena. But then I wanted to use some rooibos tea and uh, kefir lime leaves, Szechuan peppercorn, pink peppercorn. Um, and then to sweeten it, I used uh, beet juice powder. So dehydrated beet juice, and that gives it a a nice richness and almost a, a port-like quality because that sort of tawny flavor as the as all those ingredients meld and age in the barrel uh, kind of gets that oxidized tawny flavor. Uh, so again, it's a real unique spice drum, but those are all ingredients that I had playing around in my head over the years of distilling and making gins. And I always thought these combinations would work well together. So I was 
uh, excited to, to not only actually play with them, but actually have it come to a fruition in a, in a cool spice drum. Yeah, I love that. And being an expert, I'm sure it's maybe not an easy question to answer, but you must have some favorites of your own. What are some of your favorite either cocktails or just the rums themselves and why? Um, cocktails, I, I mean, it, I, I will admit working here, I, I started to really warm up to cocktails. I was generally just a neat or on the rocks guy for a long time. Uh, but some of the creative stuff that our mixologist did here really opened up my eyes. And uh, I've, you know, the daiquiri, I, I don't know how I've missed that one for so long. And now I probably drink too many of them. But uh, So that's kind of my go-to nowadays, especially in the summertime. It just works perfectly on the, sitting on the, a sunny porch. Um, but all of them, I, you know, the merry meeting, like I just said, that was just one that I'm, super happy with because I kind of had a chance to to put all these things rolling around in my head into a bottle. Um, so that one in the night water, which is a dark rum, uh, that was an, a nice one too, because I think I, uh, there's a, you know, a misconceived notion that dark rums have to be really sweet and everything like that. And uh, our kind of approach to all these is, first and foremost, they all have to stand on their own. So you, you, we don't design or distill anything that needs to be mixed. Uh, even the silver rum, the bright water that I can put that on, on a rock and just sip on that all day. Uh, but we also wanted to make sure we didn't want to be overly sweet with a lot of rums because there is a, uh, you know, we, we joke that we're part of, uh, we do rum rehabilitation here and that everybody that comes in and we're like, oh yeah, try some rum. They're like, ah, oh, I had a bad experience. I can't drink it or it's too sweet or anything. So we have to kind of, you know, coerce people to try it. And then when they do, they're like, oh, oh, rum isn't bad. <laughs> and to do that, we kind of make sure things are a little bit different than what people stereotypically associate with rum. And a lot of times we hear that the, the sweetness. So we don't really add any sugar or any uh, back sweeteners to it. It's all natural, no added colors or flavors or anything like that. Um, and those kind of things hold true to us. So we, we try and uh, create a, a very unmanipulated rum that it's, you know, we have a pot still, so there's really not a whole lot we can do as far as tweaking flavors and what it is is what it is. And uh, that's how we want to showcase it. Yeah, I have a first-hand account of being a patient of yours. My girlfriend, she, uh, first thing I said, when I, oh, we're going to this rum distillery tonight, try out some cocktails. <laughs> she goes, I don't know if I really like rum. You know, it kind of gives me headaches. Yeah, not a big fan. And she had the daiquiri, and she loved it. She drank the entire thing now right away. Um, so, yeah, definitely, definitely see what you're getting at there. Um, so, on tasting some of these rums, I here have the Parchando, the Nightwater, and the Stone Pier. I've been sipping on them throughout this whole thing. And uh, so do you want to just walk us through? I know we touched a little bit on these cocktails earlier, but what are some ideas with, um, we always like to go into pairings or something like that uh, with food or with uh, making cocktails. Just take us through each of these and tell us sort of some ideas of what we can do and what our listeners can do to experience these in their best way. Oh, yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, again, I'll, I'll reiterate, they're, they're all good on their own. So yep. sometimes just a, a, a chunk of ice is the, the best way. But if you are feeling uh, adventurous, you know, the bright water 
perfect for a daiquiri. It just, you know, the, it's got a nice floral note. When a, the, the fermentation, I use a, a wine yeast, um, which kind of helps brighten up the, the floral sort of fruity notes. So that really uh, comes through as a, a very kind of character, distinct character in our rum. So it really does mix well with a lot of the, uh, the citrusy flavors uh, in a daiquiri. Uh, the Acadian, which is the cane, cane juice rum, um, you know, it's like a tea punch or even a, a caparina. So again, keeping it kind of simple because we want the rum to kind of do its thing. Uh, the Stone Pier, this one can be mixed with virtually anything, but this probably goes best with a, a rum punch where, you know, one of sour, two of sweet, three of strong, four of weak. Um, it's just a good versatile rum. It's got the best of both worlds. You get the the nice kind of barrel aged oaky flavors, uh, but you still get that nice sort of fresh rum flavors. Uh, so it can go on either end of the spectrum. Um, the Parchondo, as we've talked about, you know, that can just, you don't even need a ice cube in this one. This is, I think the, the, the whiskey, this is the converts for the whiskey drinkers. This is what gets yep. them in. Um, and that one, yeah, I mean, but if you're going to do something, the old-fashioned is the way to go. The night water, um, which is the dark rum, this is, um, we're doing a, a stormy night, which is, again, our take on the uh, dark and stormy. So a nice spicy ginger beer, a uh, little squeeze of lime in there. You're good to go. Um, and then the merry meeting, this one is real unique it, it's i've heard people also kind of almost relate it to an amaro because it has that kind of nice snap to it because it is uh so many different ingredients uh it's very you know it's on the drier side so um but this one i was mixing last fall when re released it one of my favorites was uh mixing it with some uh fresh apple cider topped up with a little bit of black cherry um soda water and it, you know, that nice spiciness from the, the rum balanced with the sweet. And then that little bit of fizz really just kind of helped keep it refreshing. Um, so those are some of the things, but we were also up in Maine. I'm sure you might know uh, of a soda called Moxie. Uh, it's, I think, very uh, opinionated flavors, but um, it's sort of instead of the, uh, the spiced rum and Coke, we're doing the, the spiced rum and Moxie because, hey, we're in Maine. That's what we got to do. It's awesome you're tying it into the local community. I mean, that makes the most sense. <laughs> Great. So of all the spirits, and obviously you've worked with some, what is it that makes rum so different from your perspective? Like, what is it that makes rum its own thing? Uh, I think, you know, rum as a category of spirits is, is so vast that there's so many different styles of rum and so many iterations and so many takes on it that you can get just in the rum category you can get so many different flavors you know if you you talk about bourbon which is very kind of controlled and restricted and uh you know very popular spirit but the range of flavors that you find in a bourbon is pretty limited where where rum you can get those kind of nice funky jamaican flavors or a nice clean almost you know a, a silver rum that's you know borderline vodka even it's just real slightly nuanced as a rum and then you know spiced rums with all the different flavors it's 
one of those things, once you open up that box, you, you're going to get lost there just trying to find uh, all the different flavors and just start appreciating, I think, what you can have and kind of the regionality of it, of, you know, different areas creating different flavors. And even in those different regions, those kind of uh, sub flavors and different takes on uh, certain styles. It's just a, uh, a very, you know, adventurous category for spirits. So um, once, yeah, like I said, once you start kind of getting curious about it, you just start asking more questions. Yeah, the rum game is something that I never really explored in depth, and I never realized how broad it was and how so many of these could taste completely different. Uh, so that's been exciting for me to get to try a bunch of different ones and really experiment with that. Is there anything else that we didn't get to tonight that you wanted to let us know about the distillery or yourself or, you know, what's coming out or anything else? You know, I just, uh, nothing too specific, but we, yeah, we, we'd love to have people come here and try stuff. Uh, if you're ever in Portland, definitely swing by. We're in uh, the East Bayside area of Portland and, um, you know, we're surrounded by different breweries. So if you need a bake, uh, break from some of the, the IPAs, come down here and get a, a nice tasty uh, cocktail or a flight. So yeah, you know, it's, we, we're, we're always uh, excited to get new rum drinkers going. And uh, where can we find the rum? Um, right now we are uh, throughout Maine. So uh, the, the state stores all carry us. Uh, we're, you know, as restaurants and bars are opening back up again, uh, you're, we're, you know, a lot of places are picking us up, especially in the area here, because uh, the main way is to kind of support local. So a lot of people are supporting us. Um, if you have any listeners out in Illinois, we're just uh, joined up with Spirit Hub, so they can actually buy in Illinois some of our rums there. Uh, we'll be getting into, I think, the Florida market maybe uh, by the end of the year through another kind of uh, craft distillery, uh, you know, distributor kind of online distributor like that. Uh, but right now in Maine, so, uh, you know, New Hampshire and Massachusetts, you might have to wait a year or two, but we got our eyes on you. <laughs> we'll be waiting. <laughs> and for those who don't follow you now, where can we find you on your website and on social media? Yep, threeofstrongspirits.com is the website. And uh, it's the same for Instagram, Facebook. We're, we're, all, we're all on that. Me, not so much, but people here are. <laughs> Great. We had an awesome time talking to you, Ned. We're so glad you had taken the time to go through all these with us. Yes. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. I think that's an alarm telling us to get off. We'll let you go. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much. Cheers. Hey, cheers. cheers. talking. Be sure to follow us on social at Uncorked Corner and on the blog at uncorkedcorner.com for a taste of more food and beverage content. And if you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave a comment, subscribe, rate, and review on whatever podcast platform you prefer. Thanks for listening.